LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 192. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between, provided Skype is not having a heart attack on us, or anything else. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Tipsy. I mean, Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring enough for the rest of the class? Fuck you guys, get your own. Hey! Well I'll share now. with Mako. Hey! <laughs> That's okay, I have a stash right next to my fridge. <laughs> Oh. Back to the bookshelf te- tequila for me. <laughs> wow. We are live tonight, week of November 25th, 2014, on the VOG Network. We're here Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and replays Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash network. There's an IRC link. You click on that, your default chat client will bring you right into the chat room. And despite the technical difficulties, we finally made it in here. And if we um, look into the chat room, uh, 74.10.88 says, Someone passed me a shot. I'm going to need the fucking bottle. It's going to be one of those, especially if you're like me, you have to go to Thanksgiving dinner with the whole family. I might have to hit the liquor store before I leave on Thursday. I would liquor myself up, but I have to go shopping, and I would rather not do that while drunk. Point taken. I have Friday and Saturday off this week. A friend of mine left a bottle of Captain Morgan Spice Rum over here, and uh, that will it's be... It's gone ha- now, isn't it? No, I pace myself, I swear. She sips her booze. I drink yeah, I don't down it. With a crazy straw. Well, the only time you down it is shit's going that bad, and you just gotta say, fuck it. <laughs> Ain't nothing I'm else left. i need it after this Thursday. Good thing I have off Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday... Will... pants in the ass are coming over. Mm. Friday for me, I'll be in my office ordering Chinese food. I work Friday and Saturday. I'm sorry. We we will play taps for you. Yeah, but I work for a party store, so it's going to be dead because nobody's going to be shopping at you know a place to get birthday supplies. Unless it's Snooky and Jay Wow. Oh no, their show ended. <laughs> Good thing, good thing for small, for small, for good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Rageinator says, "My family makes the Adams family look like the Cleaver family." I'd rather have a family like the Adams and the Cleavers. That is a very wide range of family life. <laughs> oh, my family is like dealing with the Hatfields and the McCoys. It just takes one person to do something stupid. Just one. But enough about that. Let's just get right into Overdrive. Ari, how was your weekend? How was your day? My wallet and I are no longer on speaking terms. Ooh, yours too? 
You see, what happened was I just meant to pick up uh, my copy of uh, Alpha Sapphire. Unfortunately for me, I was reminded that Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U also dropped that weekend, but that's very same day. Mm-hmm. Of course, it didn't help that it was a. I had to go to two very different game stops because I ended up reserving them at different places for different consequences, and the the store where I got Alpha Sapphire didn't ha- it didn't have any uh, any controller and adapter bundles for me to to spare me so. Had to drive a couple miles. Well, it wasn't that bad of a drive, but uh, mm. I ended up dropping up like 150 dollars in a roughly in roughly the span of a half hour, 45 minutes. And you do realize you could turn around and sell that controller and get bundle and get twice your money back. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. I actually like the bundle and the controller. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean the controller. I had forgotten that. That it came with the adapter, so I was surprised. Like, wait, like this hundred bucks is a little steep. I mean, great, I already put some money on it when I pre-registered, but I think, oh yeah, the adapter. And then I, and then I explained how uh, eight players in, in uh, Super Smash Brothers was possible. You use two adapters in the same Wii U. One plugs into the front USBs. One pl- plugs into the back. Kind of reminds me of good old, the old days of playing Double Dash, but it was two GameCube controllers, two LAN adapters, and a 50-foot Ethernet cable. Uh-huh. That was fun. Oh, yeah, but those frequently turned into bloodbaths. You got that Also, right. GameCubes are incredibly durable. Your skull will give in long before a GameCube does. The if someone decides to start bludgeoning you with it. The same can be said about the old-fashioned Xbox controllers. <laughs> I also want to learn the news. I had a back to Kickstarter for a science theme playing cards, and they finally came today. Nice. But each suit is a different type of a science, like spades is chemistry, hearts is biology, clubs is technology, and diamonds is physics. And the, uh, it's really nice. I mean, it's still got the new cards, smell. they're all nice and smooth, and, uh, I haven't got a chance to play them yet. Oh, okay. Well, you do. Plus the uh, face, plus the uh, the face cards were all different uh, people, like important people in their fields. Like uh, Jack of Spades is my favorite. It's Nikola Tesla. Hmm. Not bad. So uh, yeah, that's how uh, that's how things went for me this week. I'll actually have money to in my account again. Well, I know that feeling all too. I'm looking like, oh, I got good money. I'm good to go. And then I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. That's fine. All right. All right. As long as he just works. Actually, no. I'll have to fix that later. All right. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, very long, very boring, but I finally baked, and oh my god, it's so good. Baked or baked? No, I I made a chocolate ba- blackberry cheesecake, mm-hmm. and uh, it came out really, 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 really good. And you didn't bring any for the rest of us? Oh, hell no. 
Oh, you're a bitch. Mine, 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 mine. Okay, Daphne. Didn't you say had an empanada recipe? Yes. Because I developed a craving for them this weekend. Yeah, I have to get it from my mother. I think I remember everything, but there's one ingredient that I can't remember what it was. Okay, but then. yeah, so while I was making cheesecake, I decided to make chocolate truffles. Because, you know, I, I'm a glutton for punishment. And uh, I usually flavor my truffles so it's not just chocolate. And I was trying to figure out what the hell I wanted to flavor my truffles with. So, I'm looking through my cabinets, I'm looking through my refrigerator, and I spot a very, very small bottle of Kahlua. And I said, hmm, that would make really tasty truffles. So, uh, yeah, there's a shit ton of Kahlua in my truffles now. <laughs> <laughs> one bite, one bite of truffles, you're on your ass. It's not that strong. I mean, Kahlua is not a very strong liqueur to begin with. But, Mako-chan, but, hmm? you're heavy-handed. Well, yeah, but if you put too much, um, the alcohol taste overpowers the coffee taste. So it's got Kahlua, it's got vanilla, so it's kind of like a French vanilla coffee. I'm not a fan of coffee, so I don't mind alcohol overpowering it. I'm all about the coffee. But you so all yeah. This. Other than that, I've been trying to get ready for planning out exactly what needs to happen for DerpyCon. Because uh, I still have to finish my cosplay. That makes two of us. What are you working on? Um, I just got the tights for my Deadpool Lolita. Oh, awesome. Um. The ladies at uh, Star Knight Industry are making the dress for me. Um, I have to go to Joanne's tomorrow to get paper paint so that I can paint the uh, the paper parasol that I'm using. Instead of weapons, I'm hanging swords and knives and little things like that from the umbrella. <laughs> um, the only weapon I will be holding is a grenade that I'm going to paint like a pineapple. Pineapple surprise! Yeah. Um, the other thing I have to do is I have to put straps and pockets inside of um, my leather trench coat uh, so I can do weapons dealer Luna and, you know, flash people with all my weapons. Yeah, weapons, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> Pineapple surprise! Mm-hmm. And then I have to do a quick and dirty repair for Makoto because I can't go to a convention on Makoto Kino's birthday and not wear Makoto. And since I ran out of time and money to be able to redo her schoolgirl outfit, I'm just going to fix what I have and hope for the best. You can do it! Yeah. I was really, really hoping that the transformation pens from Japan would be in by now, because they were supposed to be released on the 13th, and I've heard nothing about it, so I will probably not have that as a prop for the convention. Whoops. Yeah, it's kind of sad. 
Eh, shit happens. Especially when you order outside this country. Yeah, it still sucks though. I know. Avalon, how was your week and how was your day? Um, well, it's been a couple weeks since I've been on the show, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, let's see what has happened. Uh, I guess earlier than this week, uh, something interesting happened. Mm -hmm. My uh, first Geek Goddess set went live. Awesome! Yep, for those of you that don't know, um, if you guys look up Cosplay Deviants, you, or if you know what Cosplay Deviants is, you know what Geek Goddess has to be. Except it's much more lenient in LTL shade. We're not corrupt. Um, but it's like I got to work with Cassandra Lee as my photographer, and I absolutely adore her and her work. And uh, let's see, I shot my Ryuko for the site, and apparently it turns out that it's one of the most popular premieres uh, for a new goddess in the history of the site. Awesome! Thank you. Um, but other than that, this week has actually been really, really stressful for me just because of like random like home crap that's been going on. Okay, but shit happens, and with the hollies coming up, it's going to make things even more chaotic. So it's like, Ugh. oh god, yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> but apart from that, um, let's see, what else has been going on? Uh, I have uh, I've been uh, putting off working on any cosplay until after Thanksgiving because I need to take a break from it after Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And the break, I've been loving it because I don't feel stressed anymore and I feel like I can take on all of my Katsukon projects with much more confidence and I have enough time to get all of them done. Yeah. Permitting that I don't like slack off, but I'm going, I'm actually thinking of doing something stupid and going into Joanne Fab Fabrics on Black Friday and seeing what happens. Don't go on Black Friday. Their sale is tomorrow. I'm going to be working tomorrow. So am I. I'm going in before work. Can you go after work? Um, well, my Joanne Fabrics is like an hour away from me and I get out of work at like five or six. Ooh, so that's a no then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the only reason why I'm going to attempt to get up tomorrow early is so that I can go to Joanne's to get... Um, they have their fleece and their uh, flannel 75% off. So I'm oh, getting nice. stuff to make Kigus. Oh man, I should get Kigus stuff. I, I, might make the, I might make the trip, I don't know. We'll see. Or you can see, maybe if you could like order online or something, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Alright. Well, my weekend day has been pretty interesting. I went out to Morristown for DerpyCon staff meeting, the final one, since I am staff and I am running karaoke. It was a... It's the one meeting that staffers... Most staffers hate going to. It's the bag-stuffing party. Bag-stuffing party? Bag-stuffing? Yes, bag-stuffing party. It's when... You know, you go through the last bit of news information for the con, and all the staffers go into a room, and they start making the, the swag bags. Oh, for uh, press people and whatnot? Guests? Press, guess, uh... guests, attendees, everyone. Thus the term, bag-stuffing party. And we were doing good... like a pin in. It 
can be a pain in the ass, but if everybody know if everybody has something to do and you're talking, you can get it done. My plan was just to go out there and come back that night because I couldn't find anybody to crash with or chip in for a room. So we're bagging and we putting in like like the last minute changes uh, sheet. We had already bagged 500 until we realized the um, the correction sheet had errors on it. <laughs> so we had to pull all the sheets out, redo the page, reprint, and restuff the bags. But by this time, people started leaving, and we were taking breaks. So the conjure asked me if I could stay, and I could crash on the floor. And I'm like, sure, why not? And we got most of that done. And we actually decided, you know, to get snacks to eat while we're doing this. We throw the, the ice cream in the freezer, come to find out that the fridge wasn't a fridge. Whoops. It was just an expensive cooler box. Mmm. Yeah. And that's just about been it. That That's what I've been up to besides work being work. And... Oh, and... I'm in the process of building another machine, so I went out and bought the parts for that. I just need to get the processor, and that's it. I might strip down the machine I'm building it off of and start putting the par some of those parts in. So I think I might have to drop an extra fan in there somewhere. But we will see. Mm. And I know we are, like, way late. But Jesus Christ, um, we're going to go ahead and get through this fast and as efficiently as possible. Um, fast, yes, efficiently, well, well, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So, we'll be back.
let's get down to the matter at hand here. I had some quick news, but I no longer have it, so it's probably not that relevant. Oh, wait, now I remember. Um, Anyone here catch Dancing with the Stars last night? Oh, yeah. I know exactly mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Yeah, I was talking to my sister Kat about that. She was tell she had messaged me. She's like, they're doing Mario, so I go to watch it because I was flipping channels because our homeboy Alfonso just did something amazeball. So when I see this, I'm just like, holy shit. Avalon, did you see that? See what? Dance uh, The clip from Dancing with the Stars is floating around on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. That was amazing. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, it was. And I'm trying to convince my sis to come out of retirement for one more skit for something like this. My only problem was it was Toad, not Daisy, not Daisy you know? So, eh, I, I'll deal. But, um, okay, let, let's go over here. Now, last week, we talked about how people were losing their shit over the fact that Vic Mignona is doing a voice on Free Iwatobi Swim Club. You okay over there? She's not a she's not a she's not a fan of the Risen Bull Rangers or the Vic Mignona fan club. <laughs> Put the whip down, child. Oh no, trust me, my whip ain't gonna touch any of those bitches. Oh, so I stumbled. A friend of mine passed me this. It seems that you know how it is. For every time someone puts up a petition against something, somebody puts up a petition for something. A counter-petition. Yes. So somebody put up one to keep him as a voice of Rin. Now... Didn't he have to sign a contract to, uh, you know, to finalize him, him getting work, this, getting this job? Well, yeah. I, I, I imagine, like, for, like, for, like, an acting gig, that's, uh, it's kind of standard procedure. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Right? Right. But, anyway, you know, but Funimation already said they're not going to drop him, because, as we said before, his personal views does not affect his job. So that's all said and done. Now, you know, there was over 2,000 people that signed that petition for him to be fired from this. Mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. at the petition to keep him on there. Less than 50. Yeah. Kind of sad. I'm pretty sure Funimation's just going to say, ooh, look at all the free publicity we, like, we, our anime, and Vic Mignogna are getting. That's pretty much what it came down to. And, yeah, you know, I'm not surprised is this less people, but you know what? Let the man do his job. That, that's that's all I'm talking about. That's all I want. Just let the man do his job. And speaking of jobs, let's get back to our jobs here. Um, Marco, would you like to take the next uh, article? If you're if you're up and running. Uh, if it loads, I will. Now loading. Do 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 do. More load times than Sonic 2006. It's no use! <laughs> that was terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yes, it was. 
So, uh, Attack on Titan Season 2 is confirmed for uh, 2016. Yes! Uh, the yes. first Attack yes. on Titan anime movie just finished its first screenings in Japan. Uh, during the credits, it was revealed that Attack on Titan TV anime series will return for Season 2 in 2016. Awesome. Uh, it was also revealed that the second Attack on Titan anime movie will be hitting theaters in Japan in June. So right now, that's basically where we're at with the anime. At least the manga will have time to develop. You know? Yeah, I mean, by the time... I'm trying to picture where they're gonna go with the anime and where they're going to end because you know I don't know if it's going to fully encompass the rest of what's out in the manga or if there's still a couple of manga chapters that need to happen before it fits you know a full season two or if it's going to start you know the dreaded filler I don't think there's going to be filler because because if they kept it going, there probably would have been a shit ton of filler, and you know the fans do not like that. Mm, that's true. I mean, usually it's a it's a risk you take when you do an anime, then you take time off. But the way things are going with popular titles, you can kind of sort of get away with it. Still, people look at filler and, you know, <laughs> like they've been exposed to light too quickly. Mm. Yeah, what about Bleach? <laughs> or Naruto, or Inuyasha, or One Piece. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Don't even start, please. That's what I'm doing. That's it. Okay, but there's more news about Attack on Titan. Uh, Marco, did you cover this part too or no? What part? About the movie, but the, the, li- the live action yes. stuff. No, I didn't cover it because that's a different article. If you want me to, I'll cover it. Could you please? Sure. Awesome. Um, Ari, you have the so next basically, the first character visuals have been released for the live action uh, Attack on Titan movie. Um, it's set to release next uh, next summer and basically it's been uh, very down low kept quiet and they finally released the character pictures and um, some of them I'm okay with but some of them I'm not like which ones um Armin looks too badass also, isn't Armin supposed to be bright blonde? Well, yeah, but I'm guessing they're trying to go with a more natural look since it's live action. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, yeah, some of them I'm going through and they look really, really good. And others I'm just like, okay. Hanchi's getting a little too comfortable with that rocket launcher. I think... That one is so spot on, though. <laughs> I showed that picture to my friend. Yeah, granted, it's funny, but, you know. 
I'm sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, um, I showed that picture to my friend Cassie, who does Hanji. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually building it as we speak. I'm like, why am I not surprised? Also, is it just me, or do their jackets look kind of washed out? They're, I know they're not the uh, vibrant, bright green you see in the anime. Well, it's supposed to be war-torn, so I can understand it being like kind of washed out like that. These also are based on a more realistic weathered leather look, too. Mm-hmm. And as Anton Mark says, Eiji Hino and Escape are in the movie. All arguments are invalid. So Avalon, what is your what do you think about the upcoming Attack on Titan movie? What did you think of those, those pictures that they let out? Ah, uh, you know what? Um I can't really form that much of an opinion considering that I did not finish the anime. Oh, how many episodes are you behind? Whew, a lot. Um, I'd say I'm back to the episode where Hanji captures two of the Titans and does exper- and is trying to like experiment on them. That's really as far as I got. Oh, oh and she develops Lima syndrome. You're getting to the good stuff there, so you got if you get a chance, you gotta jump right back into that. You know what that is, right? What is what now? Lima syndrome. What the hell is that? You know how Stockholm syndrome is when the kidnapped person, like. Uh, when the uh, captive develops feelings and empathizes with the with their kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lima syndrome is the inverse of that, where the kidna- where the kidnapper develops develops feelings and uh, empathizes with the uh, kidnapped. Ah. Interesting. You can guess. You can guess why it's called Lima syndrome. Okay. Because that's the first case of it having happened in Lima, Peru. Uh, okay, see that. Okay. I wasn't going to assume that, but I didn't want to make a drastic decision. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, moving on. Ari, why don't you go ahead and take the next story? Okay. Nexon's Ghost in the Shell online shooter is still active. Nexon's Ghost in the Shell online game is still active. The company released a trailer for the game at G-Start 2014, an annual game exhibition that takes place in Busan, Korea. Nexon are presenting a number of games at the event, and Ghost in the Shell is one of them. The Ghost in the Shell Memorpagur is based specifically on the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex anime universe, and was expected to launch in the first half of 2004, but obviously that didn't happen. The game is an online first-person shooter, and the last time Nexon talked about it, which was over a year ago, they said it would be, they said it would integrate artificial intelligence with the player in some sort of co-op battle mode. Ghost in the Shell Online went into development after Nexon and Kodansha signed an agreement in 2002 to create games based on the standalone complex universe. Last we heard, the agreement gives Nexon access to content from standalone complex second gig and solid state society and there's also a trailer of it here which uh, actually looks pretty good although some of the visuals kind of remind me of the uh, of the first opening to the to a standalone complex you know ha- how some of the characters looked in that yeah yeah something like that I'm kind of looking forward to this mhm 
Mexon does some pretty good stuff, so I can't complain about that. And as Rageinator says, I've only seen Standalone Complex, but I loved it. Definitely check out the movies, you'll definitely enjoy them. The anime's fun, too. Yeah, I actually got the box set from a friend of mine for ten bucks. I have to actually get around to watching them, because I did start watching, watching it. I think I have one of the first volumes that was a collector's edition floating around somewhere here. If I find it, I'm probably just going to throw it up on Amazon and get rid of it. Hmm. I can't wait to see more of that, then. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm moving right along. Um, I think this is the part of the show that uh, Avalon was looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was. And there's an interesting update to that story, which I will discuss later. Oh, interesting. Oh, yes, indeed. I actually have to respond to my personal Facebook in regards to that and and, and the relevance and, you know, and so forth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. All right. This it seems like nowadays we really can't go a week without hearing about cosplay drama. Whether it's somebody starting this, somebody starting that. Now, the big thing that was floating around pretty much was people are blaming cosplayers like Yaya Han, Jessica Negri, Stella Chu, Van. Bit me, Ricky, all of them for the way the cosplay community is now. The glorification of your body and your sex and this, 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 and that. It's really out there. So, another cosplayer decided to write up an article say, to explain that Yaya Han is not ruining the cosplay. And it's actually that we're at fault for this. Alright, so this wannabe is talking about pretty much how it's okay to do body mods, implants, this or that, and sexify. Okay, that's fine. That's what you want to do. You can do that. I might not like it, but I'm not going to say it to your face because that's not my business, that's not my call. So she's pretty much saying how we are all haters in all of this, and we should back the fuck off. Fine. Ron, can you turn the music down a little bit? I just turned it down. Oh. I've got... Okay. And now, the next part is, she tries to compare, let's say, Jessica Negri as a model not a cosplayer and that she does all these endorsements now I don't really follow TV and magazines as much as I should but last I recall I don't remember seeing Jessica Neary walking around in a pair of Levi's on, te- on television you see where I'm going with this 
And I don't see this person mm -hmm. who goes by the name of Kyoto with actual facts to back up her, 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 her words. Straightforward. Jessica Negri is a, is a cosplayer. Done and done. That's what she is. She's a cosplayer. She does some modeling, but cosplay first. Fine. Whatever. Now, to get her point across, she tries to bring up three people from the past that went through similar shit. Number one, Usagi Ko. Number two, Pika Belchu. And number three, Dueling Dan. Okay. I was there for, for all of this. Especially the Usagi Ko. Oh, God, I met two of those. Well, I'm sorry you met Pika Belchi. I hear she's tromping around in the Naruto fandom, what, but whatever. Dooley Dan was a threat to nobody. He was around for about six months, gone. Pika Belchi was down in Florida. Mind you, I just said Florida. The guy who made that white DMD of Dooley Dan, too. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go on. Oh, that's fine. She was quite obsessed. Let, let her be. And then the whole Usagi Ko thing. Most of what you heard about her was pure bullshit. Trust me on that. And I see here that it says many statements about her are valid. I met her several times. She had a had a bad attitude. Her treatment of her partner at the time was also quite creepy. Okay, let's stop. You're 24 years old. You've been going to cons. You've been cosplaying since 2000. How the hell would you know about Usagi Ko unless your parents let you run around and do whatever the hell you wanted to do? Yeah, um, she says that her first convention was 98. That would make her 8 years old. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she started cosplaying at 10. Mm -hmm. At 10 years old, I seriously doubt she's keeping up with convention drama. So this is stuff that her parents talked about. Her parents That's got her into the conventions. Her parents talked about it, and it's what stuck in her mind. Yes. The whole telephone game. And Anton Mark asks, didn't Pika Belchie win Plus that car first in the contest? Thing, and that's just a whole I other layer of What was that? What'd you say, Ari? Ari. Uh-oh. I think we lost him to the Skype gods. Damn you, Skype gods! So, she goes and makes this, po this post on her, fan or her Facebook fan page about it. For somebody who has 40,000 likes, I mean, Avalon, let me ask you, how many people are on your fan page? In total, I have about 82, 8,300 fans. And when you make a post, how many comments do you get? It depends on the post and, like, the nature of the post, how long it is. But I'd say that for an average picture post, I get anywhere from five comments to uh, 20 or 30, depending on what type of photo it is. All right. Now, let's say you're doing a straightforward non-photo post, just, like, a quick blurb about something. Okay. How many po how many comments do you usually get about that? Again, it usually depends, yeah. but the most I've ever gotten was probably about 40. All right. 
Now, she wrote this this post, and I'd say she got about twelve people, and mostly, okay. and about eight of them came from her. So, I read this a couple times, and I had to say something, and this is pretty much what I said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your blog is on Tumblr. You're represented by a talent agency. You pull up old drama that's no longer relevant to make a failed point, and your article is glorified white knighty. From that alone, you have made a relevant point in your article. Well, maybe the blog on Tumblr thing is a stretch, but it's Tumblr. The main reason why Yaya, Jessica, and you are getting flack for this article and others is because the majority of the cosplay community does not like the direction cosplay is going in and it's giving the younger generation the wrong impression on what cosplay is. I've been doing this for 17 years, I've seen it all. Cosplay is always should be about fun, dressing up and having a good time, not about the fan service, the amount of likes and TNA. I admit that back in the day there was some TNA and fan service, but it was classy and it was all about fun, not what it is today. I mean, there's a difference between doing like group photos and then you do like fan service for you know for for the for the people in the photo shoot as opposed to just doing it straightforward outright, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I don't have a I don't have a problem with Yaya Han. I think she needs a speechwriter for half the stuff that she says, though. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of sort of worked for Nixon. And what is the point of you bringing an old drama about? Usagi Ko, Dueling Dan, Pika Belchu. It's absolutely irrelevant. No one talks about them because it's all in the past, which is true. These three people, one of them I know personally, they have gone about their lives. Nobody brings this stuff up. Usagi Ko went back into doing Sailor Moon cosplay. Nobody said shit. No one popped an attitude. It was all fun and games. And I said, I can't even call you a cosplayer because you're represented by a talent agent. You are a model slash booth babe. Cosplayers don't need to be represented by a third by third party talent. And that's true. And I told her I thanked her for the article and she had the opportunity to come on my podcast to defend herself or to defend the article. Mm-hmm. And I give everyone that fair shot. And I said to her, you are young, you're wet behind the ears, you have the, a lot to learn about this fandom community, because frankly, you're talking out of your ass, and you're welcome. And I posted that that afternoon. A few hours later, and I, good thing I screencapped it too. A few hours later, she called me uh, dumb, doesn't know what I'm talking about, and I don't know who the hell she is. And she deleted the comment and banned me from her page. That's fine. As I said, you... And then she says, you obviously don't know who I am. And to that I say, well, neither does the cosplay community or the 40,000 likes you've bought. Oh, Lordy. I mean, seriously. You got that many likes. You would think you'd have more than 12 people commenting on your page at a time. Eight of which are you. Exactly. So, I think she ran with the idea of of a podcast. So she has one on um on fate. She put, she actually started a, po- a, a um a blog about it. Uh let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh da, 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 da. um I, 
because I, I came across this earlier today. I was like, are you serious about this, you know? But... Uh, come on, come on. Yeah. She has a podcast called Secret of the Boobs. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. They're going to talk about big name cosplayers and other things. And do you need to name your moron? Yeah, you need to you need to name your podcasts uh, about your boobs to talk about cosplayers. I guess to her, she has to. In a way, that's kind of like saying. Um... I mean, granted, it could be innocent enough and it could be just like a play on words, but it sounds like to me that she's kind of like equating, you know, the meaning of cosplay to being like how big your chest is. Yes, because the main page for it is very, is a very, it's well endowed and it says Secret of the Boobs. And her. Uh, But wait, isn't that exactly what her whole thing was about Yaya? That Yaya is not just a pair of tits? Yep. So That's then she being goes. A hypocrite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she goes ahead and makes a whole podcast, basing, you know, calling it about tits, and it's supposed to be about cosplay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, Rama, do you mind if I uh, tell them what else on her page I found? Go right ahead. Um, By all she's means. Got a. She has a booking list. Uh huh. Of prices for booking her for conventions. Uh-huh. What? And, yeah. Uh, let me see if I could bring it up. Because I was kind of just... In my own like way, I was kind of just a little bit flabbergasted at what I had found. And the reason why is because, like... You know, like, we do cosplay to have fun, all this other shit, but it's like, I don't, I think this girl is in need of a reality check that you can't make a business with, even if all 40,000 of her fans were, you know, actual participating fans, you can't make a business off of that. Um, but she has, uh, she has a shooting blurb on her blog. Yes, it's on every single page of of her Tumblr. Yes, and she's charging people to shoot her, I believe. Like, unless she does photography, too. And I doesn't say... I don't think she really does. Um, She does... If you want to book her for shoots, that's her her rates. Yeah, those are her modeling rates. You mean, like, those are her rates for, like, posing for the camera? Yes. Yes. Yeah, then I guess I'm going to read... the privilege of shooting her. Yeah, then I guess I'm going to read a couple. Um, $50 an hour for a basic shoot. Oh, let me, let me, let me pause for a second. Uh She's not a professional model. She is an amateur model. Amateur models probably make $30 at most an hour for regular clothing shoot. That's if it's not like a trade a trade for print which is the majority of what your modeling is going to be if you are a model Mm -hmm. take it from someone who has been on model mayhem and has been like 
around different sites and kind of gets like the gist of this. Like she's asking for way too much and she's in need of a reality check. Because, I mean, there's people. Okay. Also on Geek Goddess, like it says that anything that's erotic, $400 plus, you know what? That I can actually see because it's your body. It depends on how much exposure you have and it depends on what people want. You can put a price tag on yourself and you know what? I mean, there's tons of girls on the site, on my site that do that. Um, I've been debating it, but I'm not re- exactly there yet. The point that I'm trying mm-hmm. to make is that, you know, you have to kind of have a market in order to make the prices that high. So she's uh, overselling herself to no audience. And uh, if all T all shade, she looks like a potato that was dunked in spray-on adhesive and then thrown into the clearance uh, makeup section at Claire's. And she looks mad. She looks wow. demented. And I'm looking at her, her picture as, I think, Rapunzel from Tangled. I, I want to shoot the photo. I want to smack the photographer. I get the, the, the shot he was trying to do, but it looks very warped. It looks as if the TARDIS is going to come out of her eyes. The thing that bothers me is when you look at her pictures, the makeup that she does for her photos does not flatter her face at all. It makes her eyes, like, it makes her eyes push into her head, and she needs to learn to, like, manipulate her lips so that they don't look like lines. And also, like, you know, some of the lashes that she wears don't really, like, you know, scissors. Um, one of my favorite drag queens says, God made scissors and gave them to the cavemen for a reason. And that was to clip your damn lashes. But I mean, this isn't the worst type that, like, the more that I thought about it, and as much as I wanted to ream this girl, I don't feel like I'd get anywhere if I did. And she's not the worst that we've ever talked any type of shit about. I just think that she needs to kind of, like, step back and realize that she's expecting way too much. And that she needs to, like, make it more about fun. If you want to make some money off of it, you could do commissions or you could do prints. But trying to make a lot of money off of modeling when you really don't have, like, that much start and you can't hit the ground running necessarily, you're just going to end up disappointing yourself. So from one model and one cosplayer to another, for your own sake, please slow down. Slow your roll. Basically, yeah. And our podcast is up. About a hundred views, uh, and already the problems are. I see there's some there are a couple of issues popping up already. I mean, one person goes, "I question your sanity, good sir. If you believe blog posting on Tumblr is actually blog posting, then you're just as redundant as Kiato here posting this and claiming to be a model when none of her pics are modeling. Just another cosplayer claiming to be a model." Oh Lord. And the response, and and the person who was supporting more goes, I am so completely confused by your comment. Can you please retype it so I may better understand what you're attempting to get at? Jesus Christ. Even I understood what the, what the person was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, well, personally, I am going to, I am probably going to rip the podcast and give it a listen on my way to work or, or when I come back from work and just see how good or how bad it is. Now, I think I might have put this idea in her head to podcast this because I said she has more than, you know, she's more than welcome to come on to defend herself. Now, if it sounds good, I'll give it to her. If I think it's kind of crap, then I'm just going to tell her I think it's kind of crap. And she has to learn to take the criticism behind all of this. 
Yeah. And if we go into the chat room at vog network at chat.live.vognetwork.com. Uh, let's see. Ansem Mark says, that does it. I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to call it My Dick. Oh my God. Kagami says, BRB renaming Zero Hour to Boogie in the Butt. <laughs> Dungeon Buster says, that's no moon. That's, a, that's her ego station. Damn, if it's like that, I should rename Anime Jam Session to Anime Dick Vagina Fart Jokes for three for two hours. I love our fans so much. Oh my god. Fart and dick jokes to fill two hours. This is me you're talking to. I'll leave after ten minutes, I swear to God. <laughs> I live with two men. I'm not willing to do it for two hours. Phrasing. What if, what if we gave you a case of Bacardi? I'd, I'd bullshit and say, yeah, I'll stick around and then I'll take it and walk away. Uh, you do realize I'll have a webcam on your ass, so if you walk away, I will push a button and the Bacardi will disappear. Fine, then I'll just use she my own She still stash. wins. Yeah, I'll just drink it really fast. Yeah, we'll see how fast your ass stands up and pass out. I'm Hispanic, <laughs> I can handle my booze. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Ugh. Our, okay, okay, alright. We, we have our Skype line open, and we're going to talk about the open forum topic. Oh, alright. We have a couple answers to that, so... There we go. The open forum topic is where we ask all of you, the fans, your opinion on a topic in an anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want us to use your real name, put a different name so that we don't use it. Here's this week's open forum topic. That voice. Sometimes when we watch dub anime, the voices aren't what we expect it to be, especially if it's a favorite character. It happens. So let's ask you, pick one character from an anime that you enjoy, and which voice actor or actors would you want voicing that character? Simple enough. Alright. From Sarah Ackerman. She wasn't too thrilled about uh, Aaron's voice uh, being done by Bryce Pappenburg, yeah, which is probably why people started calling Attack on Titan and Attack on Kirito, which is kind of understandable. She was kind of hoping that it'd be Vic Mignogna, but she doesn't. She is enjoying Bryce's work on Attack on Titan. And here is something that Serenity41088 said that Mako-chan might agree with. After watching the new Sailor Moon redub, hearing Jung Young Bosch's voice for Artemis actually quite warmed up on me rather quickly. Unlike Luna's new voice, it took me some time to warm up to hers. Yeah, I have to admit, I can't really dig, um... I really can't dig, um, Luna's new voice, you know, but it happens. Well... For me, I'd have to say, when I started watching Ronma One Half, I did not know until, like, I guess I saw a movie with this person in it that the voice of boy type Ronma was a girl, and the person's name was Sarah Strange. I thought she was British because you know, like, over in 
over in England, sometimes a female name is also the same name as a guy. It can be used as a guy's name. That was that's what I was thinking, but did not know it was an actual girl. You learn something new every day. Then from the fourth season on, boy type Ronma was voiced by Richard Ian e. Cox. If you don't know who that is, he's Inuyasha. That's all you need to know. I would like to say, you know, I'd love to have, I'd love to have seen Sarah Strange come back and finish the role. But whatever reason she left, I guess it's understandable. Um, what about y'all? To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, Sun. Um... I had, and still have, major issues with the panty and stocking dub. Okay. Who would you, I who would do you want, not like stocking. All right, who would you rather have voiced voice stocking? Anybody. Okay. <laughs> it's, when so I, I, be I, I think it's a, more because I know the Japanese culture. I know that somebody that's dressed in Lolita shouldn't have a, you know, a deep voice. And it throws me when I hear a deep feminine voice coming out of stocking. I almost wish wish that stocking and panty were switched. Mm. Because stocking's voice is deep and could be sultry. Whereas panty's voice has the higher inflections. And would be better on somebody that is... Basically in Lolita gear the entire series. Alright. Ari? Do we lose him again? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I thought uh, Avalon wanted to go first because I'm... Still need a couple more... Still need a little bit more time. But, uh... Oh, um... Yeah, I I hadn't really thought about this. I can go if you want. Go for it. Um, I mean, my answer is just kind of sort of really, really short. Um, That's fine. Unfortunately, I don't watch dubs. So, although I do have to say, if one of my favorite anime characters was voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch, the humidity in the air will rise in my room. (laughs) Don't judge me. I I, I can't because Marco has one of her own, so I can't judge. (laughs) Ari, Ari. Uh, Hmm. I didn't give this much thought. Well, uh, I've been reading this uh, really really awesome uh, Let's Play of uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, which I will log in a chat, and... uh, I know the game isn't really known for a lot of its voice acting, but, uh... Mm-hmm. Oop. Sorry. No problem. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Let me get my th- train of thought back. Oh, yeah, but, uh... For some reason, I was, I was reading... I end up, like, associating, like, different people... Like, different voice actors to uh, different characters. And it's kind of a stretch, even though, uh... The Fire Emblem games tend to have, the you know, dozens and dozens of characters, but uh, as I'm reading through it, I'm thinking uh, I, I can picturing 
Mad King Ashnard, the uh, the the main antagonist of the game. I could totally picture Christopher Sabat doing his voice. Oh, didn't he? Was he also the voice you know, of, of you know, Gardabelt in the dub of Panty and Stocking? Was he? I don't know. Whoever he was, he sounded pretty good for a southern black dude. I give him that. But I could just imagine him doing the, uh, like doing like the real like gravelly Vegeta kind of voice. Especially because if you haven't played the game in the hard mode, he uh, he takes a more uh, corrupted form and becomes even more powerful and harder to kill. Oh, Mako, here's something interesting. Hmm. I guess the way we kind of sort of got our wish after all with Sailor Moon. Oh yeah, with Kyle on there. Yes, Kyle. Yeah, not the character I wanted him for. Doesn't count. But still, it's something. Doesn't count. I know we wanted him. Yeah, as you Artemis. were right. He did do a Carter Belt. Yeah, I know you want. We both want him as Artemis, but he's voicing the boxer priester during the Rainbow Crystals arc. At least it doesn't count. It's a filler episode. Doesn't count. Oh, you're terrible. You're so what? mean. You're mean. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just saying he should have been one of the main characters instead of being, you know, some background person that isn't technically supposed Man. to be there in the first place. So you're saying he's like, um, um, dude from Clerks, he's not supposed to be there today? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, there's a very good reason that I have a tendency to not watch dubs. And that's because I get in my head exactly what the voice is supposed to listen, like what it's supposed to sound like. And if it doesn't sound like that, I can't do it. And that's Kagami says, placing bets on Professor Tomoe. I can kind of picture that. I can so picture that. Picture what? Kyle Bear as Soichi Tomoe. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls off a uh, crazy doctor type very well. Alright, let's let's move on to the best part of the program, the part that everybody likes to listen for. Uh, news from Japan. Yeah, news from Japan was very, very slow this week, so it's kind of a crapshoot. Sort of like my love life. Mm. I'll take the first one. Cop arrested for robbing two apartments in Chiba. Alright. A police officer in Tokyo's Yuno district, under arrest for robbing a Chiba apartment in October, has been served a second arrest warrant for breaking into a woman's apartment in June and threatening her with a knife. What is up with the Tokyo police? According to the police, the first incident happened around 3.30 in the morning on June 16th. The officer, known as Takahiro Hayashi, entered the second floor apartment through an open balcony window. 
While holding a knife, he allegedly threatened a woman who woke up and telling her not to scream or he would kill her. He then stole the woman's underwear. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> and a large sum of cash and fled the apartment. The woman who lived alone told the police she doesn't know who he was. And sometime later, the guy committed a second crime in which he broke into an apartment in Matsudo City and stole a video camera. To tape himself playing with all the underwear, probably. What? I'm being very, very honest with that one. Oh, God. Hayashi was arrested on November 4th and has admitted to robbing both apartments and adding that the woman's underwear was found in his locker. So he brought them to work. Good job. Hayashi was quoted by police as saying he had been stressed out at work. A senior UNO police officer apologized to the public for Hayashi's actions, and he joined the police force in 2006. Yeah, that's definitely some uh, stress relief right there. Gives the meaning to the term to serve and protect. Yeah. Now the thing is, was he just playing with the panties, or was he wearing them? Oh, God. Avalon, you should know by now. I know. I guess mm. it could be both, too. Porque no los dos. Alright, Marco, you take the next one. Okay. Please round up teen gang members and make them form sports team. Wow. Disney, get on this. Yeah. Police in Tokyo are forcing members from two rival, frequently rumbling gangs to get along by forming a sports team together. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> We've got the Jets versus the Sharks. Easy does it. Yeah. The two gangs have been feuding since roughly two years ago, and last August decided that it was time to settle the score. To make things as dramatic as possible, a total of 29 teens gathered at a shrine in Tokyo Fushish City, and their intention wasn't to quietly pray and peacefully work out their differences. Uh, as evidenced by the fact that one side showed up with metal baseball bats. Uh, noticing it that they like brought an anime. yeah, noticing that they'd brought their knuckles to a bat fight, the unarmed side fled before the brawl could start in earnest. The police eventually picked up the leaders of the two gangs, plus one other member, before filing reports on the three with the public prosecutor's office. As minors, since there's no violence actually occurring, uh, they locked both groups up until they're uh, too old and weak to physically hurt each other wasn't an option. They basically realized that something had to be done or that tempers were going to boil over again. So, whereas one gang had seen the other carrying bats, police apparently thought that since the kids already have half the equipment, they might play some softball. 
uh, since the goal is for the two groups to learn to get along with each other, the gangs won't be playing against each other. Instead, they'll be formed into one large team that will face off against a, sw- a squad of police officers in a game later this month. The police say they hope this will not only lead to the youths letting bygones be bygones, but hopefully will also lead to the disillusion of the two gangs themselves. Yeah, uh, cynics may argue it's unlikely that both of those will happen, since losing might lead to finger-pointing and squabbling among teammates, and winning may just make them realize that if they join forces, even the police won't be able to stop them. I guess you'd follow like, it under like something said, it's positive. something out of an anime. Yeah. Rival sports. Mm-hmm. And as Dungeon Buster says, Rapongi side story. And in, res- in reference back to our Skype question, uh, Kagami says, Kyle Hayden's eyes and voice on Prince Demanda. Okay, I can definitely see that now. Mm-hmm. Alright, Avalon, why don't you take the last story? You got it. Ten unusual Japanese phrases that use the word cat. Yeah. Scratch, scratch. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Oh, uh, God, yeah. of course you would give this article to the furry. It was okay, purely an so... accident. <laughs> <sighs> Japan has a long history of interaction with cats who believe they can for... What? Yeah, I'm sorry, up. I just heard the... Uh, me- the, the, the uh, Skype shutdown sound in Moss. You did. That was the, uh, that was the that was a Skype laptop. Oh. Uh, well, <clears throat> let me read. Yes, okay, yes. never mind then. <laughs> Japan also, uh, Japan has a long history of interaction with cats from believing they can foresee natural disasters to being creatures of vengeance out to kill humans. Because of this, there are some great Japanese words that use neko, the word for cat, in combination with other characters. The first one, nekojita, which means cat tongue, the inability to take hot food or drink. This is someone used to describe who can't handle hot foods or drinks. Some believe that this word came to existence due to cats themselves disliking hot things. Um, number two, nekoze, literally cat back, which means bent back, hunchback, or stoop. If someone told you that you suffer from kyphosis, you probably would have no idea what that meant. However, if they said you have cat back, you would instantly understand that your back was curved all the heck like a cat in fight or flight mode. Number three, nekoguruma, which means cat car or cat wheel, which stands for wheelbarrow. Um, cats can easily fit and weave through narrow spaces similar to a wheelbarrow. Also, when a wheelbarrow moves along rougher terrain, it kind of sounds like a cat purring. Since when? (laughs) (laughs) I've done chores out in the yard. It does not sound like it's purring. But then again, I can't hear anything over the sound of my own whining because I didn't want to do fucking chores. (laughs) Number four, Nikozame, which means cat shark, which is a Japanese bullhead shark. Um, when it came time to name the Japanese bullhead shark in English, people focused on the round, bull-like head of the shark and appropriately named it the Japanese bullhead shark. Japanese people, on the other hand, saw what looked like ears protruding from the top of the head and called it the cat shark. Number five, Neko Musume, which means no Neko Musume, which means literally cat girl, a character who looks or acts like a cat. I don't need to go into description because all I can say is me. That's what I am. So you are Nuku Nuku. <laughs> you have to watch that anime. It's a classic. 
Six, Neko Baba, which means literally cat feces, which stands for embezzlement, misappropriation, pocketing, or stealing. You know how cats have a furry, uh, funny habit, wow, of burying their uh, business after they've used the litter box? Some Japanese person clearly must have owned a cat and had some dishonest friends who acted like just like a feline trying to cover up their dirty deeds. Number seven, Neko Damashi, which means deceiving a cat, which means slapping hands in front of an opponent's face to confuse him. The modern use of this word is a name for a sumo technique where one wrestler slaps their hands loudly in another wrestler's face in order to cause them to blink. Slapping your hands in front of a cat certainly yields the same reaction. If, however, you try to throw your cat to the ground after trying that move, there are no rules that will keep those claws from coming out. This is also the Japanese name of the attack fake-out in the Pokemon games. Uh, eight. Neko ni koban, which means literally giving money or gold coin to a cat. Pearls, and it stands for pearls before swine. There's a similar saying in English, pearls before swine, that this saying correlates to. In both languages, it carries two meanings. Giving a gift to someone who can't appreciate it, and pursuing an objective without completely comprehending it. According to some superstitions, cats love to play with the Japanese gold coins, even though they had no idea how much their toy was worth. Number nine. Neko kaburi, which means cat cover or veil, which is feigned innocence or naivete, wolf in sheep's clothing. And number ten. Kokishin neko wo kurosu, which means literally curiosity killed the cat. And that's ten, uh, that's ten phrases that use the word cat, you know. And I'm suddenly picturing the scene from Sailor Moon where Mako is scratching Luna on the head and she's shamelessly meowing. Yeah, yeah I started thinking about cabots, sorry. <laughs> I started thinking about Ryoki singing. Marco, what is it with you and cabbage? No, no, no. Wrong. 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 No. It's like this. how it goes. I'm yes, my cat but ears. did you do the hand gestures as it was going? I did. So did I. <laughs> oh, God! Okay, seriously? Seriously, the two of you need to do Sasami Ryoki, seriously. I would totally do that if I wasn't, you know, trying to do a freaking Washu costume. I know, I know. It well, I think Koi said she was going to... Do, no, wait, Koi said she was going to do Kione. That's right. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, Say and Yaten say they knew somebody was going to do um, Sasami? I have no idea. Look, because if that was the case, we could kidnap Kayla, put her in a box, and ship her to Denver with us, and she could be real hokey. Hey, if it fits, I sit. We can still do that. Yes, I I just like that. If I, if I ship, I ship. There you go. I... What more can you ask for? <laughs> we don't necessarily need a Sasami when we have a Washu and a Ryoko. True. We can still get away with having a Ryoki. 
true. But um, but you forget Sasami gets quite sassy around um, around uh Ayaka and and uh, Ryoko, so that would be kind of cool as well. Hmm. All right, and for some reason Skype gave Ari Das boot. So let's see if we can bring him back one more time. And as Serenity41088 says, Sasami, the other Miku. <laughs> yes, on my table, my nightstand, whatever, I have Ryohoki and Kenoki sitting right next to each other. Yeah, I have Ryohoki somewhere. I think, I think she's still packed. Mm. Um, but I didn't realize when I got her that, uh, the previous owner had taken her whiskers out where the cats ate it or something like that. So I have to fix her whiskers. I think the cats got at the whiskers out just because, you know, jealousy. Mm. All right. Let's go ahead and start wrapping it up. Let's play our last song and then get the heck up on out of here. Sounds good, because it's late. You got yeah. that right. I'm, I'm fighting off a headache, so we'll be back.
Despite the, the hiccups of tonight's show, it went off pretty good. And I'm looking at the count. Yeah, easy for you to say. Yeah. And we're actually... Our time is going pretty good tonight. Uh, and Ari, I, I feel so bad you're having all these problems, bro. Ari? Did we lose you again? There you are. Well, before we get out of here, let me say a couple of quick words about Thanksgiving, Black Thursday, Black Friday. For some of us, we have to, we get together for Thanksgiving for fun times. Some of us, not so much. Just yes, try to enjoy the food if you can't enjoy the family. It happens. That's for shopping. Just remember this. Not everybody there wants to be there. So just let it be. Say please and thank you and appreciate that somebody's helping because you're not the only one they're trying to help. Don't be a dick to the employees there because if you have that if they have the item that you want and you're being an asshole about it, they're going to give it to the next person behind you. 
There's also a reason why electronics are dirt cheap on that day. If the price is too good to be true, go to the next one up. Trust me on this. But if you're giving it as a gift, at least slap a, a protection plan on it and call it a day. And those are my retail Black Thursday, Great Friday words of wisdom. And also, it's okay to say someone smile, like have a good day, and so forth. It's the little things. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. In turn, we'll tell another friend, and so on and so forth. You can drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Email, let us know what you think. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our podcasts and articles. Our, um, let's see, do we have anything else? Um, Ari, is the AAC article posted? I don't remember. Uh, I think Skype Gods got him again. Damn it. Well, we'll get, if it's not up there, we'll get it up there soon, so don't worry. But for some reason, you can't access our podcast through the filters and firewalls and so forth. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. We're all over. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV, and the first batch of 2014 videos will be going up this week. If you want to follow us on YouTube and see what videos that we have or stuff that we like to follow and listen to and watch you can find me at youtube.com slash tjvonthes Ari is at Ari22682 Mako-chan is at Juke Luna you can find Avalon over at Avalon Cosplay Twitter twitter.com slash anime jam session follow us here for updates to our website when uh, posts articles photos videos goes up what conventions we're going to and then some if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash tgronthes. Uh, Ari's at the Ari Man. Mako's at Joe Videa. And you can find Avalon over at Avalon Cosplay. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. As always, as I do every week, I want to thank you and everybody else who have liked the page, liked the articles, liked everything that we post. As long as you continue to like it, we'll definitely add a lot more content. I think I have like three sets of photos I gotta upload anyway, so I'm gonna try to get at least one of those batches up by the end of this week. If you wanna follow us on Facebook and see what makes us tick and our thoughts and so forth, you can find me at facebook.com slash I am or that DJRonMez guy. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. You can find Mako-chan at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And you can find Avalon over at Avalon Cos. And like I said, we're on the VOG Network twice a week. And we're not the only geek-centric podcast here. If you like Star Trek, check out the Starboard Power Coupling podcast. If you like television programming, British programming, Doctor Who, book reviews, movie reviews, television reviews, pop culture, we have Critical, we have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Understation Live. Four different podcasts that talks about everything I just discussed from four different points of view on throughout the week. So definitely check them out. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, you should swing by 8 o'clock and check out Pandalicious and Ninja Sister on Electric Sisterhood. This is them at 8 o'clock, then our pre-show, and then it's us at 5. So definitely check them out and show some support. If you play MMOs, Final Fantasy XIV, WoW. You want to check out WoW Wednesdays with Girls Gone WoW starting at 12 and Horde House at 10. 
And if you like, if you're just a general gamer, if you want to talk about new releases, have a chance to speak what's on your mind, definitely check out the Bobby Black Wolf Show at Orange Lounge Radio. It starts Sundays at 8. It's the cornerstone networking of the VOG Network. Definitely want to check this out if you if you like to hear from independent gamers who talk about the gaming industry, what they think about this and that. That's definitely your go your go to shot for that. All right. Last words. Um, Ari, are you able to give last words? Fuck the Skype gods. I'm a Skype atheist now. Bro, I can't say don't blame me because Skype, because Skype fucked this up in the beginning. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Hmm? If the Skype gods live off worship, then they'll get none from me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mako-chan. Um, I'm sitting here trying to decide which of the two outfits I want to cosplay for Washu, and I can't decide which one I want to go with. But I kind of need to, because I kind of need to start, you know, gathering the shit for it. Yep. Avalon. I'm gonna do some uh, shameless self-plugging, is that okay? I already shamelessly self-plugged you! No, I mean, you know, for my set that was released. Oh, go right ahead. Um, guys, because it's not able to be shown on my Facebook or on many forms of social media because it is not safe for work content, if you do want to see my Ryuko Matoy set, you can go to mygeekgoddess.com and you can look for my name. Um, also, if you pay $9.95 a month, you have access to a ton of other beautiful girls, and all of us are online all the time, so you can definitely talk to us, and we're really cool people, and we would love to have you stick around and see what else we can come up with. Um... Avalon? Yeah? You do realize you could post a picture on the website and, and give a link to your set and a link to Geek Goddesses. I'm tired. Shut up. <laughs> that way you can put a little bit of not safe for work out there. Hey, but- do you remember when I introduced myself and I said, and I'm tipsy? Well, I... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Rana. Shut up. You might want to put the coquito down. Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to get out of here. Um, In about three, four weeks, we're going to get drunk as fuck for our third annual Christmas special. So you, def- oh, yeah. you definitely don't want to miss that. <laughs> Remember to start thinking up questions for us. Yes, and we're probably going to do uh, a, a review of some of the most outrageous stuff we've talked about, if that, if I remember to, to pour through shit. If you remember to send me everything? I will send you all the outlines. That's Why? That's how I did it last year. Mm, true. Okay. Other than that, it's the usual shit, so... I'm Ranma. And that guy is Ari. Yeah, Ari's gone again. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Avalon. Great fight, great night. See you next week. And Ari will go, say goodnight, bitches. Or something like that. 
He goes, peace out, bitches. Alright, peace out, bitches. Alright. You should just stop trying. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still doing the outro. Yeah. And I decided not to follow it since you kind of screwed everything up. And I'm not I'm not going to conform either because Mako's cool and I'm going to listen to her. Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Why do you got to corrupt? <clears throat> I win. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Ranma. <laughs> been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs> <laughs>